0: Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast, I'm Jennifer Griffith
1: and I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high-profile jobs, family, friends, bills and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm
0: -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment.
1: Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality.
0: If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams,
1: then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When
0: money meets soul,
1: magic will happen. Hi, everyone. Thanks. And for joining us, welcome to the show. Tonight, we will be speaking with Marilyn Gordon, who is the president and founder of Mediatude LLC, a communications coaching and education company with 30 years of experience in broadcast marketing communications, higher education, research and teaching Maryland's expertise focuses on business presentation skills brand marketing courses and workshops. She's passionate about helping women communicate their messages more successfully, especially in the workplace. And today she is speaking with us about a workshop she created called Women Speak, which teaches powerful communication skills for women. And I'm also excited because I have known Marilyn for many, many, many years. And so welcome, Marilyn. It's so nice
2: to have you here. Thank you so much, both uh, Tasha and Jennifer. I'm You know, thank you for inviting me on your podcast. And I'm so excited to be here.
0: It is our pleasure. Thank you for joining us. So, Marilyn, can you just tell us more about you and how you got to this point in your life with Women Speak?
2: Absolutely. Um, As the Me Too movement entered our culture several years ago, I wanted to find a way to help women communicate more successfully in the workplace and elsewhere especially with their male colleagues and male clients. Mm -hmm. So I developed a workshop called uh, Women Speak, and sometimes I call it Women Speak in the Workplace, depending on who I'm talking to and who my audience is, which covers another uh, number of methods to aid them and help them. It's an excellent time now in our current culture to help women understand that through successful communication, and understanding the communication differences between women and men. And note that throughout this, I'm probably always going to say women first, and I'll tell you why later. <laughs> so we're so used to saying men and women. So I'm just gonna. If I forget, remind me because there's a story behind that. Um, they can further enable themselves at work, and I'm really passionate about it. And that's just kind of how I got in it. So yeah, back. And when I was at Michigan getting my master's in business school. I taught and we decided to do something for all the women faculty. And that was a while, a while ago, and we called it Women Speak. And then when it happened, in all the Me Too movement happened. Just to add on, I thought, let me see if I can update this. And so that's what I did. And you know, at the time, we didn't have everything. I, uh, you know, it probably was on a disc that we don't even use anymore. You know, and yeah. um, so I thought to myself, I hope I saved that file. You know, just written. I hope I did. And I went down to my basement. And there it was women speak, but since then I've added, you know, a lot to it to update it.
0: Yeah, I love it. Tell us a little bit more about women speak, why it's important when it entails all the juicy stuff about it.
2: Okay, good. Love to <laughs> uh, women speak is a combination of negative speaking mind patterns and other verbal and nonverbal communication that are unique to women when communicating with their friends, families, business colleagues, especially their male colleagues. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm gonna focus on uh, this evening. Mm -hmm. It can occur though in all types of communication situations such as work, social engagement activities, and classrooms. It can also be found in both speaking and writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's important because women speak can affect image, business decisions, promotions, and yes, even your career paths. Mm -hmm. There are four very powerful factors that I've attributed to women speak. First, social conditioning. What you learned as a little girl may not be what you need as a professional businesswoman. The listening advantage, listening versus hearing. Women listen, men hear. Women and men speaking styles, they are definitely different. And the final one is women's negative verbal, nonverbal and mind patterns that can deem you less powerful and confident, are you using these patterns that are detrimental to your communication and don't even know it? And that's mm-hmm. where the issue comes in. We use these patterns and we don't even know we're doing it. Myself included. Yeah. Uh, so this evening, because of time restraints, I can't talk all evening, <laughs> even though I could about women speak. I'm going to focus on the two of them: social okay. conditioning and the um, nonverbal mind patterns. Okay. And i like to start my Women Speak coaching with two great quotes from two great women who hit the nail on the head when I posed this question to them. What do you think is the biggest difference in communication between women and men in the workplace? First quote from Elise Guilfoyle, Automotive Industry Development Manager at Google Inc. Quote, Often women are not as direct in the workplace communication as men. Something as simple as writing just in an email to hedge hedge what we're trying to say so we don't come across as demanding. For example, just checking in for an update versus do you have an update for me? Then um, this also includes a deflection of taking credit. We are more likely to say our and we rather than mine and I. I found myself falling into this simply out of habit, even though I'm a team of one. I said we once in a meeting when referring to a project I was working on and my director said, you mean you. (laughs) Have have either of you experienced that? That's what I want to ask first. Both. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you know
0: what's so interesting? I don't think I realize that this is a bad thing, but I say just all the time, just checking in, just want to see how you're doing, you know? just you know need to follow following up on this it's it, I'm and it's until you're called out on it that you don't realize you do it but now I think it's almost like apologizing right I used to apologize all the time until oh, someone yes. called me out on it and then now I say thank you for your patience well, instead of I apologize we're going to
2: get to that that's a ah, huge issue and okay. you're already uh, that's great you're already answering <laughs> some stuff I'll be looking for you to do that yeah, I read. I read
1: something about this, something that was similar to this years ago, and so I I stopped myself from doing that because mm-hmm. it does come across as very apologetic. Yeah. Sorry to bother yeah. you. I'm not bothering you. It's your
2: damn job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and there's so many things oh good i'm looking forward to having it because i think you have more examples than i can ask you if i can include in my women's speak right Um, this next quote is from melissa foster media and films relations manager at the henry ford in dearborn michigan in my experience women tend to be more passive in communication versus men you often hear well maybe or i was thinking Instead of going straight for what they're actually trying to say, I'm definitely guilty of doing this and try to readjust the issue on a regular basis in my email communication. I don't know if this is because we as females are told that being aggressive or direct can come off harsh or cold, or if we are maybe a little more sensitive to the feelings of those on the opposing end of our communication. Great two quotes Mm -hmm. that just Mm -hmm. say it all Mm -hmm. in how we're speaking it and how we're writing it, Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we use these words. And just like Jennifer said, you use them and you don't even know you're using them. And it takes practice to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why does this happen? You know, how do we get to these patterns? Well, one theory is women are still conditioned socially from the time they're little in a certain way. We've made a lot of progress. I don't want people to think we haven't made any progress. We've made a lot, but this is still happening. Here's a quote, and I'm gonna ask you who you think said this quote, the two of you. Girls are taught to be perfect. Boys are taught to be brave, stop crying. That's why girls never think they are good enough. It's a message we get from the day we're born. It drives me insane the way we're socialized. The most important thing is to be your authentic self. Meritocracy is important. That's one great thing about sports. There's a hint it is objective. You either win or lose. Any idea, a strong woman who said this in oh. sports? Well, the quote, the beginning of the quote, especially, is very similar to a book I
1: read, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not that long ago, I want to say I read it maybe about two years ago, and it was very much that, that, that little boys are encouraged to take risks, the little girls are encouraged to be perfect. Yes. And so it, it's just the the difference in how we, but I don't know if it's Sports the author. figure. Yeah. yeah. The great Billie Jean King. Okay. Ah.
2: Doesn't that sound like something Billie Jean King would say what Mm -hmm. caught my attention and was disturbing to me is this wasn't like 20 years ago that she did this quote. This was four years ago when she was doing an interview for her movie that she did with Bobby Ritz. And that's what that's what came across to me. It's ouch. We're still here. Yeah. Yeah. So the reality is today being male is the norm. Being female is the outlier. This isn't just the case of work. Male is the default mode around the, excuse me, mode around the world at home and in school, at the mall and in the doctor's office, online and in real life. Mm -hmm. Even the words we speak are primarily male. In European and Asian languages, the default form of any word is male. For females, you need to add an alternative form with an E-S-S-E-S or Mm E-T-T-E, for example, to transform it into a female equivalent. The male variant is taken more seriously. A movie star has more gravitas than a starlet and who would want to be operated on by a surgeonette? And this was from, (laughs) I don't know if you've seen or read this book, but even for your audience, it's a really good book to look at. Joanne Lipman's That's What She Said. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's got some great uh quotes in it and just things that she's experienced. And the rest of it is when men need what men need to know and women need to tell them about working together. Okay. So I thought that was a great quote and a kind of a disturbing quote, too. And that's one of the reasons I now try and say women first before I say men. So everything I talk about now is. Oh, women and men, women, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a
0: I, lot of, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's no. a lot of sensitivity too. In now, where um, people have that the word female in front of something, so she was the first female executive at the company, she was the first female pilot, she was the first female. This it's like, no, no, just say. What it because now women are saying I'm not it's not a matter of that. It not was, a girl I'm, boss. I'm a, it's boss. Not, yes. I'm a boss.
2: I'm exactly a boss. I'm a boss. I totally agree with you, and we still see that. Yeah. And we yeah. still see that. That's so true. Yeah. Um, now I did cut this down. I'm going to look at five comparisons that um, the pioneer authors Connie Glazer and Barbara Smalley. They they they're pioneers in sex role conditioning. So, they put together in a book called More Power to You, showing sexual conditioning for women and men. If you saw my notes here, I saw that I had men and women, and I put an arrow to say it the other way because when I read it, I don't want to do that. So, I'm licking that out to the audience, Um, especially in the workplace. So, I'm going to start from when very little and talk about these five out of the 25 they had that I found. Very important to look at. So, typical of female behavior, prefers playing in small groups or in pairs where intimacy is the key when you're little. Yeah. Typical of male behavior, prefers playing in large groups that are structured hierarchically. Female behavior, thin skinned, sensitive to criticism. Male behavior, thick skinned, expects criticism and views it as helpful. Now we're kind of starting in the work area. Mm -hmm. Um, Female behavior, emotional under pressure. Women are always accused of being emotional. Mm -hmm. And it just, that drives me crazy. But Mm -hmm. um, typical male behavior, cool under pressure. Female behavior, attribute success to luck. This is something too, we have to attribute it to ourselves. So Mm -hmm. remind me if I don't talk about it, to tell you about the Oscar, thank you. That's what I call it. Oscar, thank you. Okay. (laughs) Um, Male behavior attributes success to self believes I did it. And this last one that I picked is a, is one that does bother me. Women hope to be successful. They hope Mm. males expect to be successful. And that's a big difference in your mind and how you think. One Mm -hmm. is kind of more negative, like, I hope I'm successful. I just, you know, (laughs) I'm using the just. Mm -hmm. And men expect it. So in summary from the authors on this, what happens when boys and girls grow up and become women and men in the workforce? Well, men fit in comfortably in their team structure. They grew up with that. Women often don't know how to be a team player because not all women do sports. And I mean, not all little boys do sports either, but in general, um, men have no qualms about giving orders. Women are more uncomfortable with that and want everyone to agree. Now, I've had several times in my career where I've been a manager and I've had an an all-woman group (laughs) reporting to me. And I don't know if you've experienced that, but I do think that that occurs many times you know, women want to be liked. And sometimes, as a manager, most times you want to be respected. You have to mm-hmm. change those words, you know, mm-hmm. and let them know that's how you feel. And you have to respect them.
0: Yeah. It's harder to gain respect once you've, you know, if you focus on like versus respect and you Correct. become a friend, it's much harder. Much I have a quick question for you something I just thought of. Do you see this also applying to women who have a really, um, a lot of masculine energy? because for a lot of kind of overachievers like Tasha and myself right we are these kind of overachieving women so for me i don't hope for success i expect i know it's it's my birthright i expect it so but i've also been told i have a lot of masculine energy it's so i'm curious to see if you see that if there's like these a type personality or masculine type of women i don't want to say masculine women but women with masculine energy if this also pertains to them
2: sometimes it might depend on the situation, but most of the time, yes, there are what I call strong women Mm -hmm. and, you know, but it's, they've been through a lot to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big difference. It's that men kind of grow up with that social conditioning that these women have had to deal with managers who, you know, have approached them or, you know, just all kinds of things have lost their jobs over it, but then have become very successful. So yes, I would say that I do that. I think now we're seeing a little more of that, which I'm really happy about. And I think uh, people like yourselves and me and others who get out there and keep kind of pounding this in, you know, less strong women, they start saying, well, giving them self-confidence and saying, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I can do this. I should be able to do this. That's not right. So yeah. Good question though. That's an excellent
0: point too, because it's not to say I've always been that way. It's certainly a learned condition, right? So I think, yes, to your point, absolutely. You start one way because of society and all those influencing factors. Mm -hmm. And then just based on your experiences, hopefully you kind of overturn it. Right.
1: I do think right. in the workplace, there tends to be those sort of like almost a generalization in a sense like, for instance, women are more emotional under pressure versus men. Well, I can attest that the last two bosses I had were about as had less control over their emotions than anyone I've ever seen. I mean, they just had nuclear melt-ons anytime something
2: didn't go their way. Male bosses or women bosses? No, they yeah. were male.
1: All male yeah. meltdowns. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Or shouting matches. Sometimes I remember hearing, and then I'm thinking, oh, well, that's- that
1: emotionally sturdy is yeah, that's that's not right. Right. Bombs at each other in the hallway. That's throwing
0: I- chairs <laughs> across the room. I've never seen a woman do that in my experience in my career, right. but I've seen either. men no. do it. So, and that's emotion. So oh, and yeah. just yeah. meltdown
1: name, calling i see
2: that other guys all the time yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: but would they ever admit it no 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 not? no. no. Um, uh, and even deborah tannen she's a really she's um uh a doctor who deals with um what happens with little boys and little little girls and social, social conditioning and she says that she's found that little boys don't listen to little girls which Mm -hmm. I found really interesting, Mm -hmm. Um, and the experience of women at meetings indicates the same is true for adult men and women.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, if I may just say this quote from Linda Hudson, who's the former BAE chief executive, she said, You can see it around the conference table. The men who speak will pay more attention to other men than to women. It's just a dynamic that has developed over decades and lifetimes, mm-hmm. which I just looked at those two words. i like, oh gosh, how yeah. we get rid of that. The mm-hmm. view that somehow what a man has to say is important, it might matter more than what a woman has to say. Again, very current not from years ago, yeah. you know, to still hear this yes. is, yeah, is sad.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for individuals who listen to this, cause we have a lot of professionals, we have a lot of entrepreneurs as you work with your team, there is always a dominant figure and it can be a woman. It could be a man. There's usually someone who takes kind of gets on their soapbox and takes control or starts to dominate the meeting. This is up to individuals in either a leadership role to kind of diversify the conversation a little bit, give everybody, let somebody talk, but then call someone out as I, I know people do not like to be called out, but let's say it is a man who is dominating the conversation and there is a woman counterpart. You then go to the woman and say, you know, my so-and-so, what are your thoughts? You know, let me, I would like to hear what you have to say. It it is up to professionals to really kind of be very mindful of that and pay
2: attention to it
0: it's something that it's not always easy. It's a, it could be a challenge, but be mindful of it.
2: I think it would be interesting for all of us, including myself and your audience to at some point in a meeting, see if men ever call out somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not women, it's, it's men. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to see, you know, if that occurred, because I really haven't researched or done any studying on, on that, but you, you made me think of that. It's a really good it's a really good point. No, nobody likes to be called on unless their hand is up.
0: Right. But it's, a <laughs> good way to, it's a good way to involve the group. That's know? right. That's it's right. A to, and I have been in positions, thankfully, where there are some men that I work with who are excellent, excellent examples of kind of leadership, men in leadership, and they are very mindful of that. So they will make a point to go around the room and give everyone kind of an equal voice. And, or if it's not everyone, it's at least a few key players, men and women, which I really value and appreciate when that happens. But for the most part, I I do see somebody dominate and it can usually be um, male figures.
2: Well, that's a great lead in into my next little part here about male allies. Mm -hmm. But first, I must tell you that, you know, when I open up my courses, I open them up to everybody, not Mm -hmm. just women, you know, because I feel we need male allies. Mm -hmm. Women speak cannot be successful unless you have male allies supporting you or one can't be successful. I mean, you have to be able to have support from everybody. Mm -hmm. I have never had a male take my course. Yet, and I'm, really? and I'm thinking maybe from this group, if you have a few men, they'll be glad to, you know, yeah. to listen to this and maybe think about that. But I wanted to say that women cannot do everything by themselves, right. and in order for them to move forward in today's world, workplace setting, it's imperative that they find a way for men to be a positive part of acknowledging women speak and collaborating with each other to eliminate those negatives which caused the business women to have so much angst, including mm-hmm. ourselves at times, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just frustrated or you're just feeling a certain way. So um, there is a, 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 a woman, Dr. Meg Warren, and she has come up with the male ally idea, which is really, I think, a great idea. Um, Research has shown that in the absence of male support, women have to shoulder the burden of battling routine workplace sexism, such as misogynist humor and microaggression on their own. And that can lead to a sense of isolation, stress and exhaustion. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that um, one of the positive ideas that came out of this, and this is just a recent article I, I read. Um, She and her team pursued was the idea of these male allies, those men who would take public stances, very important to be out there, right, Mm -hmm. on issues facing women and standing up when they see discrimination. And a surprising step that came from this is that the more inclusion men shared with women elicited actually more growth for those men. So, Mm -hmm. you know, kudos to those men. And if you can find a male mentor. You know, at some point it's, it's fantastic.
0: And they do exist. And this is such a good point. I know we've talked about this on a podcast before, but the, the value of, like you mentioned, sometimes you work in groups with all women and sometimes you work in groups with all men. That's not a good thing. It needs to be, there needs to be a blend. Because there are things we all bring to the table, strengths and weaknesses, and we are stronger together. So I love, you know, that you find there's always going to be a few that may, it may ruffle feathers, but if you find the ones that truly work together, the, you know, the, the ally, the partners, yeah. we can all, it'll can set us all up for success. It brings different points of views. It balances things out a little bit better. So it's not to say i would not encourage things to be all female or all male it really should be a good blend of them
2: and to stand up for yourself at times mm-hmm. you know i give you a quick um example is that i finally had to start using my um ipod when i went to the dry, when i went to the putting green to practice chips and putts because here's a story and i just had to bite my tongue because you know i do all this women speak and everything and i'm trying to figure out you know how can i be nice to this older gentleman who, you know, I have my headphones on and I'm listening to this music and I'm practicing putting and you know how you can tell that somebody is like coming towards you, even though you're not really looking at them. Yeah. So I have my headphones on. I just want to repeat this again. This person is talking to me, this this man. (laughs) So I finally, you know, take it out of my one ear and I said, excuse me. And he said, I saw you putting and I saw something, you know, uh, how I can, you know, that I can correct for you that, you know, so you could have gotten that other putt. (laughs) I had to take a couple of deep breaths and I'm saying this (laughs) to all of the audience because that just annoys me about golf because golf is still thought of as a, a, a men's game. So, as much as we've come forward and done it. So anyway, all I said was, and my coach, for a long time, my golf coach, who um, was a male and just a wonderful person, would say, if some if some guy says that to you, just say, I already have one coach. And he said, that's enough. So (laughs) I thought that was just such a great and that's what I said to this guy, you know, smiling and, you know, saying it. And he was just shocked that I said, it. (laughs) but, you know, he said, well, I was just trying to help you. And I said, and I do appreciate that, but I have to listen to my current coach. And that's what I said. But just saying again, that there's these opportunities that we have to step up for ourselves and Mm -hmm. say something.
1: Everyone, do you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle?
0: Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you wanna create in your life, you can have it, and we're sharing the tools to help you get there.
1: Sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on, and we're here to do that for each one of you.
0: When you join our tribe, you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life
1: balance and pursue your dreams. For a one-time fee of only $55, you will receive lifetime access to a library of content that includes hundreds of beautifully designed tip sheets, affirmations, mantras, meditations, and tapping sessions that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success.
0: Visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe
1: today. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it reminds me a lot of I can't the the one thing on this subject that I noticed all the time in all of the corporate gigs I have had for the past however many almost twenty years is that I find that I have my job mansplained to me quite
2: often. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh you know what i have to put mansplaining in here thank you (laughs) because sometimes i that's a that's a word i could have used right then or something (laughs) i forgot about that word it happens to
1: me so frequently it has (laughs) happened to me so frequently and i have played around with uh the various ways with which to respond to it when it occurs and i've never really landed on what the correct one is. So what would be your suggestion there?
2: (laughs) Put headphones in. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, I would would probably, you know, I'm kind of a person that tries to be polite. And, you You know, know, I would, first of all, listen to the whole shebang, because listening Mm. is so important and we don't we don't know how to listen many times I would listen to it and. I would probably actually that's a good thing as a homework assignment for any of us is to um write down two ways to answer that question yeah. you know that and then when you're asked it you don't have to worry about you know what somebody's going to say i would probably handle it i well thank you so much for that you know suggestion and um you know, I appreciate you you telling me and that's all I would leave it at that something where you're thanking them, mm-hmm. but and you're not embarrassing them, but you know what you want to do and, you know, I, I, and do it your own way. So what you're now saying, if if not, remi- excuse me, what? I was just saying it reminds me there's one of my favorite cartoons is from
1: it's one of the New Yorker cartoons, right? And there's a man and woman and they're sitting at the table, they're having dinner, and he says Excuse me while I interrupt your while I interrupt your experience with my confidence. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> because generally the mansplaining comes from um a male who doesn't know anything about the particular subject matter with which I'm, I have tons of experience with. So that's where it's kind of like, hey, hey.
2: And I was just <laughs> and I was just gonna say. I think you could probably say, well, in my experience, and I've had a lot of it, I would just add that in because then <laughs> you're, you're just kind of like adding that in a nice way, which can right. be, yeah. I found that blah, 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 but you know, I appreciate you telling me your story or you don't even yeah. have to say, you know, you can just say, but it's always good to hear different ways, Yeah, you yeah. know, because I think yeah. that way, then you're not getting yourself all you know, internally annoyed and say something like, who do you think you are? I know (laughs) much more than you, but you can think it. Yeah, (laughs) it. Yeah. My sister always told my nephew when he was playing football, college football and the coach, you know, he would want to do something and knew something and didn't and knew that something would work better, you know, and the coach would be yelling at him and she would say, just think, as, you, as he's going, just keep shaking your head, aha, uh-huh, coach, aha, uh-huh, coach, aha, uh-huh, coach, and keep thinking in your mind what you're really thinking. And he <laughs> did that for years and it helped him, you know? So did that answer your question?
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. I do think, yeah, it, it's. I think that sometimes we often have to practice, oh. um, you know, like standing up for ourselves like you're talking about, because sometimes yeah. it's easier, sometimes it's easier for me just to be like, uh, and ignore it. And then I walk away thinking, yeah, that didn't feel right though either. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to get fired up, but I also don't want to just ignore it because I mean, come on, you know, yeah. and not that there's, a, I mean, it's not necessarily that there is evil intent behind the words either. Right. Oh, Sometimes no. You can turn and they just don't realize that they're coming across as offensive. I mean, that's possible <laughs> as well. Right. I like to give people the benefit.
2: Rolling my eyes, uh, the audience you couldn't see that, but but, but Tasha and Jennifer saw, and I you know, that was not a good thing, but I, I was rolling my eyes because I'm thinking you can always think, well, that was condescending, and then just go off and they because many times it is said in a in a condescending way, and that's what disturbs me, and that's probably what you were talking about. Yeah, but I will sure. say this yeah. when I used to work in radio for a very um well-known personality in Detroit media and it was very popular and people would always ask me if I went somewhere well what's he like and oh, he just must love working for him and I'd have to be I so I, that's where I got this idea from I had to come home and and think of two things that I could answer because I was always as his producer I was always you know asked that question oh my gosh what's he like to work with and I would think of the days that I'd be like oh my gosh you know <laughs> what is going on what happened to you know and so i came up with two two answers and one was it's always different there's always something different going on because it was a real neutral type of thing right or um oh my gosh what's he like he's just great to work for you know no matter if i'd had a bad day or what because most of the time People wanna talk about themselves anyway, but they were interested in him. (laughs) And I did have to come in, and think of that because I didn't know how to answer it when I was first starting because I want to say, well, it's not what you think it is, yeah. <laughs> but it was great. So, and yeah. it
0: always reminds me whenever I have something and, and a lot of times I don't have things nice to say about everyone like you in this case, but we do have, I don't know if you've ever read the book, the four agreements. And one of the agreements that he gives is to be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. So even if you have something negative to say about someone, it's, you know, oftentimes it's people are going to remember what you're saying. So I always tell my staff, you never talk bad about a competitor.
2: Oh, you know, no. it's a small right. world.
0: You always praise what they do. Well, so, you know, they're really good at doing this. However, we do this, this, and this, you yes. never, and to me, that's just being impeccable with your word. It's a sign of good character. You know, mm-hmm. it's not to say we don't have our moments and then you can go and bitch and vent amongst a group, you know, but right it was
1: always like, if I do say something negative about somebody, then I follow it up with "but to be fair," blah blah
2: blah blah blah. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. I do that That's constantly. A great way to do it. Yeah. That really is. <laughs> um, do we have time to talk about all the mind patterns? There's twelve of them, or do you just want me to pick out half of them that I feel are really important? They're yeah, all give us important. give us the the half. Yeah. Give so now half. We, yeah. Okay. Well. Um, let's just talk a little bit about, cause I know time goes fast, um, with the second influencing factor I wanted to talk about tonight okay. and through my studies and research and teaching, I found in general that women tend to use negative verbal, nonverbal, and mind patterns that can be detrimental to their overall communication. Yet guess what? They are completely unaware mm-hmm. of what they um, are saying and have made them part of their daily vocabulary. So don't fall into these women speak patterns that can weaken your credibility and commitment to your message. Upspeak is the 11st one I'll talk about. Upspeak is putting a question at the end of a statement. You're in a meeting, your manager says, so Tasha, and I'm not saying you do this, Tasha, I'm using you for an example. Well, I am Uh, Canadian originally, so you know what? You're (laughs) (laughs) Whole country does that. So, um, So what's the budget? estimate. And you say the budget estimate is $10,000 and your voice goes up in a question. Mm-hmm. Instead of, oh, the budget estimate is $10,000. Mm-hmm. where you're making it as a statement. Mm-hmm. Um and that shows that you're confident and you're sure about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Negative qualifiers, words or groups of words that limit or diminish the meaning of another word or phrase such as may, might, could, probably, possibly, doubtful that not 100% sure, making you sound unsure and weak. Mm-hmm. Disclaimers is a big one, too. How many times, are, you know, you're in a meeting, again, you're asked to say something. You're not going to like this, but so you've already, you've already <laughs> said the, the worst thing in the beginning. And, you know, or I this is probably a stupid question. And This is one thing I want to say. Women say that way more than men. Mm -hmm. And as a professor in my lifetime and a coach and all these different things I do, I always say that no question is stupid if you don't understand the content.
0: Right, And, you know, we all
2: think about it. So you can't, you know, if you don't want to ask it in front, well, then grab this person, you know, after the speaker Mm -hmm. and ask them, you didn't understand that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, why not? Because people are always going to help you. Here's one of my favorites. <laughs> Endless apologizing,
0: uh-huh.
2: saying the words "I'm sorry" when you wrong someone or something is your fault, and you want to apologize is certainly appropriate. Of course, women, however, have put these words into everyday use excessively, and eventually, it carries over into their work. So, I have a couple of examples, and you two think about these while I'm talking. If you've had I any mean, that can I add to my list? Um, <laughs> so I always look for that grocery store aisles. Now that we're back, you know, mm-hmm. in a little more in the grocery store and yep. you have your cart and you're, you know, the aisles are, are small and narrow, but you can still get two carts by. And I've done this a million times and you're looking for something and the person's coming up behind you hasn't even said anything yet. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Just like, that. <laughs> you know, there's another
1: what, Canadianism, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you sorry for? You did not build the aisles. You did not do any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if people are going back to the gym now um, the lockers, you know, they cover one another when you open it. Right. And there's nobody else in the locker room and you're at yours and you've covered it. The other person comes up and they're right next to you. Right. Yeah. Else. You go, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, as if it's your fault, you close the door. You did not not, uh, build that way. Or someone that says this, and this is interesting, in a phone call, you can't hear the person and you're going, I'm sorry, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't can't hear you. Mm -hmm. Or if someone's saying something to you in kind of a condescending way or a negative way, and you say, sorry, you know, Mm -hmm. like, what are you saying to me? So, um. A great thing to say is, excuse me. It mm-hmm. works in most cases. And I think that either Jennifer or Tasha was saying this to me earlier, but there's some other things that people have said. Um, if they say, I'm sorry, I'm always late, thank you for waiting for me. Mm-hmm. I do that. I, if, I, that's great. Yeah. yeah. If they say, I'm sorry for being so sensitive, thank you for being accepting of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry. I always mess up. Thank you for being patient when I make a mistake. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for being so sensitive. Oh, I said that one. Thank you for being accepting of me. I'm sorry that you have to help me so much. Now I I, I would hear this sometimes, you know, (laughs) thank you for doing me a favor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the last one I have here, I'm sorry for talking so much. (laughs) Thank you for listening to me. So uh, I think those are really great things to think about how you can say it Without saying "I'm sorry," you know, all yeah. the time. The one um, I use a lot is
1: um, when I have to reschedule an appointment. I'll say "Thank you for your flexibility" instead yeah. of apologizing. Writing that down, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, usually though, instead of or um, "Excuse me" is a good one. I just in um, I always tend to say "Pardon." Pardon. If oh, I that's okay agree? too. Pardon yeah. is fine. I just...
2: Yeah. Pardon me. Um, sometimes with the groceries card, I'll say, oh, let me just move this up a little bit. Then yeah. you're saying something completely different in a sentence. I yeah. turn it
1: into a big old joke actually is what I do. Oh, guess these aisles aren't big enough. And I mean, that's just sort of how I am. So I turn everything into kind of a joke like that. But yeah, without saying... Anything. You just
2: see me sometimes I have to keep myself, you know, that I'm just a grocery shopper and I can't... Because a couple of times I wanted to say, you know, you don't have to say you're sorry. I teach this class. <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> easy to say. That. Here's my right. business
0: card. Give me right. a Here's call. Yeah. Card. Here's how I can help you. No, these are excellent points. And I see it too, you know, as I manage staff members and if they copy me on emails, I see that I apologize for my delayed response or and that gets me because it's like we're busy, you know, checking emails could be a full time job. And so it's teaching them, like, hey, you know, don't be sorry for being late because you've been busy. So that's right. where it's thanks so much for your patience. Here's da 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 as a follow up to our phone call, blah, 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 blah. But it is once you start seeing, I feel like for me, when I start seeing other people, either I hear them say it more or I see them doing that's when I become more aware of it. Right. Um, or unless it's called out on me, like something you don't realize. And someone's like, you know what, Jen, I've noticed you say this a lot or because right. a joke, like, you know, you just said that 10 times in the last two minutes, you know, and it's like, Ugh.
2: until they don't realize it, but it's like saying, I don't like the word allow, allow, you know, that allows you to, well, you can make your own decision. Yeah, you know, nobody should be allowing you to do something. My last one, I'll, I'll just say today, is kind of a new one. And actually, a member of an audience I was talking to, this woman is doing research on it. And have you heard of male genderizing? Mm -mm. Either one of you, because I know Mm -mm. you're into all of that, um, you know, looking at both. Male genderizing occurs when you address a full audience of women, or there are a lot of women in there um and you say you guys oh, i was just gonna say is and it- i never yeah. thought of that yes. before mm-hmm. but that is that has become one of my huge things now that i say it all the time and mm-hmm. now what i say is um you know hi everyone hi everybody if you're in a more formal situation you can always say ladies and gentlemen or folks bad thing, or folks hi yeah. folks. Like president biden says that a lot you know folks yeah yeah, I was, when I was,
1: you know, Marilyn, it's funny. I actually learned that one the hard way when I was working on my undergrad and you were my professor, I was uh-oh. working at, were I was using working, it at that point. <laughs> I was working at this restaurant that was pretty posh, right? This Italian high-end restaurant. And there was a group of elderly people I was waiting on. And I went flying up to them, I'm like, Hey guys, how's it going? And the gentleman, completely just shut me down and he's just like do you see a bunch of guys here we are not guys we're like hi oh my goodness oh yeah he was terrible he was a total jerk but the point was I never
2: forgot yeah. that
1: and I never did it again <laughs> but, but yeah
2: exactly yeah. well <laughs> you know if you just don't think I just found that fascinating to me because um you know, we, I do it. I've really stopped. It. And if you're in the South where I live for a while, you can always say y'all, which takes oh. care of everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, yeah. it's so interesting because I've, I've been guilty of this one. And for me, it's like, hey, guys, it's kind of informal. It's like you're addressing the group without realizing, you know, it is male generalizing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, when we would start the podcast until not that long ago, frequently we said, Hey guys, Mm -hmm. when most of our audience is female, but it takes someone to call you out on it. And I think I saw an article that was published. I was on LinkedIn one day and there was an article written by a woman that was saying like, instead of saying, Hey guys, say hi everyone, or, you know, and gave a bunch of suggestions. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, again, light bulb goes off, not rocket science, but you're like, I I'm totally guilty of this.
2: Oh, me too. And I have to, and what I will say is when I'm working on something, it's the best thing. And when I start teaching it, because it makes me more conscious again of it, you know, Mm -hmm. like if I'm talking about listening, I'm all of a sudden like, okay, you know, let me make sure I'm listening and not hearing. And, you know, just all those kinds of things, but, uh, very important for women, you know, and men to help, to help their spouse or partner or girlfriend or daughters or whoever it may be Mm -hmm. to help them with this and there are other uh, areas that I talk about but you know time limitation but some things like um, implicit bias and Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome can creep into women's speak and Mm -hmm. you know a whole thing of I helped uh, coach a young lady it was her first job and she said I said, what would you like me to talk about when we talk about women speak? She said, I would like you to talk about why people don't take me more seriously at work. And Mm -hmm. so then I did a whole research thing and now I have that added as well. It's very interesting that I'd never thought about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but you have all these young women who mainly males not supporting them and you know butting in and that's just the way it's always been. So that's what they do. And it can be very hurtful for a young woman in her first job to have that happen to her because, you know, she'll never forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Do
0: you, in your courses, do you at all cover um, work life balance and the difference between how in in my experience, women are more keen towards harmonizing their work and professional lives where men just tend to be more the workhorses and working on weekends. I'm curious to see because um, what I see a lot is there's certain individuals who are work, 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 go, go, go all hours of the day and night and on weekends. And then you have the women who are like, I have a family, I have children, I have to go pick them up. I have to do this. And sometimes that is a negative, you know, it's like, you know, are you going to check back in when you put the kids to bed or are you? And it, to me, it's like,
2: <laughs> you know,
0: right. so I want do you cover that at all in your. course? I do not.
2: I leave that I usually up to life coaches yeah. or, yeah. you know, um, the professionals who talk about that, but I totally agree with you. And I've also had this happen and seen it at work too. Is if you don't have a family, men would would, you know, uh, think that well, you have more time than yeah. others here. Yeah. You can do it. And that really, how do you know? I might have an aunt I'm taking care of, yeah. somebody else, my well, pets, parents <laughs> Yeah. You know, you, you I might you, not feel like working these kind of hours. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, those are important things. And um,
0: yeah, no, this has been excellent, Marilyn. If um, if you just had to give listeners three takeaways of all the goodies you've given us, if there were three things you wanted them to focus on, what would those okay. three
2: things be? Sure, sure, sure. Women Speak can be a powerful t- tool for successful communication in your daily life, whether at work, at play, or just communicating with your friends and family. It enables you and gives you confidence verbally and non-verbally, as well as thinking positively. Which increases your self trust and what I like to call your overall presence of self you know, who you are, who people think you are, how you stand, how you talk, how you communicate. Um, and third, it amplifies that you are a famous Winnie the Pooh quote braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. That's one of that's that's a quote I like to use a lot. Um, I know I love all of your Zen information. So I do have a kind of a Zen quote that I use all the time for women speak. And it's, it says behind every successful woman is herself.
1: Oh, I love and that. It's, it's one of my
2: <laughs> favorite and I've looked up trying to find it, but I, all I see is anonymous. So, um, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, so that is, uh, you know, kind of how I'd like to end today is thinking about that, unless you have any more questions.
0: The last question I have is if individuals want to uh, sign up for Women Speak, if they want to follow you, visit your website, where do they go?
2: They go to um, Mediatude, that's one word, like media, M-E-D-I-A-T-U-D-E dot net, that's my website, Um, Twitter at Women Speak M-G or M-G Women Speak at gmail.com.
0: Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to live your best life.
1: If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. If there was something from this podcast that resonated with you, please let us know. You can email us at info at inthelifeofzen.com or shoot us a DM on social media. We would love to hear from you.
0: Stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.